Welcome to Southern New Hampshire University's Social Sciences podcast, Agents of Change. Here we invite students and professionals to chat with us on topics of inclusion and diversity, student success, and their learning experiences. In this podcast, we will hear insights and personal accounts of people who have persisted against the odds and impacted positive social change. Join us as we learn how we can all be positive agents of change. Welcome to the Agents of Change podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Dr. Liz Johnson, an Associate Dean at Southern New Hampshire University. During this episode, I'll be speaking with Tony Clayton and Stacey Rosenberg to learn about the award-winning Heart Challenge, the educational model that was inspired here at Southern New Hampshire University and the new directions it may take us in the future. So I have Dr. Tony Clayton with us. Uh, Tony is the Executive Director of Health Professions here at Southern New Hampshire University. In her current role, she leads the efforts in the health professions with a focus on student outcomes, academic quality, effectiveness, and efficiency, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and creating engaging learner experiences. She's a founding member of the award-winning Higher Education and Real World Training, also known as the HEART model, which we are here to discuss today. We also have Stacy Rosenberg here. Uh, Dr. Rosenberg has been in higher education for over 20 years and is a board-certified adult health clinical nurse specialist a certified nurse educator, and is the undergraduate program nursing director here at Southern New Hampshire University. Uh, so thank you, uh, Tony and Stacy. I'm excited that you're both here today and we can learn a little more about HEART and how it's impacting our educational model here at Southern New Hampshire University. Thank you, Liz. It's a pleasure to be here today. It's a pleasure to be here as well. Thank you. So I'm excited to learn more about the HEART model. So Tony, can you tell us what is the HEART model? How was it created? What makes it unique? And can you talk just essentially what it is and how it's different than other, other educational models here, both at Southern New Hampshire University and other universities as well? Sure. The Higher Education and Real World Training, also known as HEART, is an online asynchronous experiential learning model that's designed to bridge that gap for students and employers to work together to solve real world problems. The HEART model was designed to give students experience applying what they've learned in the classroom to the real world through issues that are being faced by our healthcare leaders. Through participation in HEART, students are able to build their soft skills, technical skills, improve networking, and resume building, which all of those things better position them for the workforce. HEART also provides students with opportunities to connect and collaborate in an online community platform. They connect with other students, peers, and our employer partners. Thinking about the research associated with HEART, the National Association for Colleges and Employers uh, in 2017 had indicated that approximately 40% of all undergraduate students don't have that opportunity to engage with companies through internships or experiential learning type opportunities. This data was in fact a driving factor behind the creation of HEART. More recent results in a 2021 student survey reported that that 40% has now dropped down to 22% of students who last year um, didn't have as many opportunities for virtual or in-person internships. Uh, 
So undoubtedly, students who have an internship-like experience will increase their chances of finding jobs. Since its inception in 2018, Hart has connected 15 employer partners with over 800 students around the world. The award-winning higher education and rural training model, Hart, provides students with problems that represent the skills needed to support nursing and health professions. And particularly during the pandemic, where staffing policies and processes have created a variety of new challenges. The experiential learning opportunities offered by Hart also provide students with badges. And we've, we've heard a lot about that in the last year in the academic and higher education community. And those badges serve as evidence of the just-in-time learning and 21st century skills which students are developing. So working in teams, networking with employers, and solving problems through heart prepares students to stand out from the field of applicants in a very competitive market. Wonderful. Thank you for that description. So it sounds like there's there are a couple of things going on here. There, there are the badges that can be learned. So there is a different type of educational model in that way. But then you're also supplying some much needed hands-on real world experience in an online format where people generally, that's one of the biggest criticisms or one of the biggest issues we have in online higher ed where people can't usually get that. And it looks like HART is providing that opportunity. That is very true, Liz, because typically they have their coursework, but without really students building that confidence of applying that coursework to an actual task they might experience in, in the workplace, um, that that limits them in being able to really um, build that confidence and show that ability. Right. So seeing that there's you're somewhat cutting edge on two in two different areas, can you talk about the frameworks used to support this model guided by the creation of Heart? Yeah, sure. And you know, bringing in that academia uh, perspective, Heart was built on three theoretical frameworks. We looked at experiential learning, constructivism and developmentalism. And they are based on the seminal work with some that some of you may be familiar with, with John Dewey and Jean Piaget. The experiential learning theory challenges the traditional teacher-centered approach to learning, which starts to empower students to move from passive learning to active learning. And that happens through exploration and reflections. Our role in this work is to ensure that the learner has an experience that is truly educational while replacing that typical teacher model to one of mentor, similar to what students would experience in the workplace. The constructivism framework relates to the learner environment with activities that demonstrate the application of that knowledge. And then students are able to build themes related to the knowledge that they acquire in the classroom. So the hard experience extends that knowledge through work that increases in complexity and it, it mimics uh, real world um, situations and applications. And finally, Hart embraces the framework of developmentalism, the theoretical perspective where cognitive development is accomplished in stages with the goal for students to apply exploratory behavior and critical reasoning needed for development and growth. In an environment for learning like heart, 
students are not necessarily expected to have one correct answer, but rather they're finding solutions based on a broader perspective of the work and, and really in, in situations where several scenarios are, are possible. Thank you. I, I love that because it part of that really goes back to something we try to hold near and dear to our hearts here at Southern New Hampshire University and being a truly student-centered model. Like you say, it, it takes the spotlight from the educator and they're a mentor and they're involved, but it really focuses on the student at the center, which is wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Stacy, could you talk about or tell us about more of the design of Heart and how that came to be? Sure, Liz. Heart was created using our existing learning management system, and we designed it in a way that it looks and feels different than the traditional online courses. Students are provided the challenge statement that describes the work that needs to be researched and solved. Students are provided employer-related documents as they work with members of the assigned teams. With any team, students have to move through the various stages of forming a team similar to how they would have to approach a problem in the workplace. Another critical element of HEART is finding an employee partner. With support from career services, we identify organizations through partnerships, adjunct faculty, advisory boards, and industry networking. Employers work with our heart team to identify the challenge concept and language to provide to the students. Employers provide a contact who fields student questions in an online learning community. Students also receive real-time feedback from that partner. We've been extremely fortunate that we have organizations across the U.S. and abroad who've embraced the concept of heart in building our leaders for tomorrow. Wonderful. Thank you for that description. And from that, can you, what are the benefits to such a model of such a model to learners? Heart supports the learners' educational plans by preparing them to meet a positive impact in their classes, workplace, and community. Successful completion of a challenge results in a badge, which is, can be displayed on a digital resume and shared to sites that focus on professional development and networking, such as LinkedIn. Students can also store their badges in a digital backpack, and that then can be shared with potential employers, demonstrating various skills that they've earned along the way through courses or other learning activities. Beyond badging, the career services representative provides learners with support in developing the resume content to describe the real-world experiences. Students are then encouraged to include the project goal and outcomes as experience. Another benefit of HEART for the learners is the stackability of our, our badges. With six badges in total, making up a micro-credential called Graduate Healthcare Administration Professional One. Hart was recently highlighted in the annual Teaching and Learning edition of the April 2022 EDUCAUSE Horizon Report, where emphasis was placed on de delivering just-in-time learning. 
completion of those six challenges and leading up to a summit badge are directly aligned with competencies in three respective courses. Learners who've completed two companion challenges may opt for prior learning assessment credit or PLA credit. The cost to apply for that PLA is minimal and thus far students have saved over $87,000. That's quite a chunk of change. That's great to hear. <laughs> so in addition to those student benefits, what are the, some of the benefits to the employers? I assume it's a two-way street. So how, what, do, what do employers get out of this? The employer partner has many benefits from this online alliance. Primarily at the end of each challenge, they receive recommendations based on industry best practices to solve their real-world problem. These recommendations from potential frontline staff are shared with the employer leadership teams for review and potential implementation. We've received positive feedback on how the recommendations were applied and help save the organization's time, money, while improving efficiency. So, Tony, to top all that off, can you talk? Can you give us some examples of the challenges that students are given by employer partners? What is, what is the execution of that? Or does it change all the time? Or are the challenges that are kept static? How does that look for students? Sure. Thank you for that question. The challenges do change um, frequently. And that is a great thing for our students because the challenges that they will experience are timely. Um, one of the challenges running in the current term centers on violence against healthcare workers in the emergency department. And this is a hot topic in the news this past year, and the problem has only intensified within our organizations. Our students were asked to develop an infographic using effective communication methods and language. And then those teams incorporated what they learned in the classroom about communication strategies and then applied that to the research they found on the topic. In our regulation-focused challenge, students served as healthcare administrators working in support of the Director of Government Affairs. In this challenge, the students reviewed Medicare policy and MedPAC guidelines as they worked with the coalition to preserve rehabilitation. The task itself was to propose an argument that the coalition could use to present to Congress. The teams analyzed and compared the differences between nursing homes and rehabilitation hospitals in reference to patient outcomes. And that particular challenge, the deliverable was an executive summary and a policy letter. In a previous challenge, students were asked to assist a teletherapy-based mental health agency uh, to create a marketing strategy plan uh, using social media. And that plan was intended to reach our rural communities, which we know have limited access to healthcare services in many uh, cases. So students identified states and regions, and then they strategized how to market the company's online presence to meet that community needs. The deliverable in that particular challenge included a PowerPoint and a social media advertisement video. Again, highlighting what I had mentioned earlier about the technical skills uh, that students are able to apply. And they could very much see themselves in the workplace 
preparing a PowerPoint or some type of video uh, to be used within the organizational uh, needs. But I think it's also important to know how thankful um, organizations are for the extra support our students are able to provide, especially during a time where organizational leaders are pulled in many directions and the pandemic continues to be um, playing a role in how they adjust their processes and their policies and, and how they provide patient care. Um, Stacy, I was thinking maybe you might have a couple examples of uh, some of the challenges that stand out to you. Sure, Tony. One of the ones that I'm pretty excited about is a recent challenge where students were asked to create an organizational policy for identifying and using patients' preferred pronouns. In this challenge, students researched the importance of identifying and using a patient's preferred pronoun and whether there was any ethical, legal, or regulatory implications surrounding this topic. Students were also researched the importance of DEI policies within healthcare organizations and its impact on patient care. The deliverable included an executive summary and a PowerPoint presentation. And then a final one that I'd like to share uh, occurred in a senior living facility. And the learners were asked to identify evidence-based recommendations to address the effects of loneliness. This is especially uh, relevant because of um, the pandemic and what occurred in those long-term care facilities. The recommendations were focused on memory care residents and the focus to recommend support programs, activities, technology, and services that would be of greatest benefit to individuals with memory care issues. And the recommendations were presented as executive summaries. Excellent, thank you. Those are some wonderful examples. And uh, it, it's just wonderful to see. Um, so in addition to that, can you, Tell me more about Southern New Hampshire University's global education students. So how, so HEART benefits them, it benefits the employers. How does it support their overall, overall education? HEART is breaking the barriers of traditional learning. As members of the HEART team continue to provide timely learning challenges for both SNHU online learners and global education movement learners, or GEM learners, who are refugees from Kenya, Rwanda, Malawi, Lebanon, and South Africa. HEART is able to assist these GEM learners in a low-cost pathway to bachelor's degrees while global campus learners gain new perspectives, collaborating with peers around the world. Over 450 GEM learners have participated in these teams and through this experience have expressed that they their ability to work remotely is improved and their confidence levels are boosted as they work to obtain meaningful employment. For GEM learners, HEART is fulfilling an important need as GEM learners prior to HEART had very limited opportunities or none at all to participate in internships based on their geographical location. The challenge supports their educational development and in turn benefits the development of their communities. This global approach to learning as students have the opportunity to share their individual worldviews with each other while networking and building their resumes. 
Excellent. Thank you. So given the, the current, the history behind heart, the current model of heart, can you talk about the adaptability of heart and how, where it's being applied? So we have something upcoming in the social sciences here. Can you talk about how it's being adapted to the social sciences vertical at Southern New Hampshire University? Sure. I would love to uh, expand on that adaptability. Um, the flexibility of the heart model has allowed our team to quickly adapt to the needs of our students as reflected by political, geographical, and socioeconomic changes. In March of 2020, at the onset of the pandemic, many of our students were previously approved to complete on-site practicums. And when we experienced the lockdown, they were left with no on-site options. So by the end of April, which was just a month later, the HART team was able to quickly adapt the model to number one, meet accreditation standards approved by our creditors, but then number two, to meet the content needed for our health information management, public health, and nursing, nursing students, which that helped them to complete their practical experiences. And as a result, over 400 students were, were supported and they were able to graduate on time. And we felt real, our team felt really good about that because without that, that would have delayed many of our students who were waiting for that conferred degree to start working as nurses in healthcare and hospitals. Um, Actually, recently in the April 2022 edition of New Hampshire Magazine, Hart was highlighted for this work with content around how we met the needs of students during the pandemic. And because we are always innovating, the Hart team was well prepared with a model that turned out to be critical in support of our students. As part of our mission to be more inclusive, we were excited to collaborate with your team, Liz, to provide heart to the social sciences students. This collaboration, as you know, led to a topic centered around diversity, equity, and inclusion, and was timely to meet the needs of, of your student population. In the challenge that was developed, students were exposed to DEI definitions and concepts from a leadership role perspective in the workplace. Social sciences students also earned digital badges that highlights particular competencies such as planning and communication. The employer provided challenge itself required students to design a DEI training plan for employees of a medium-sized US-based hospital. This particular employer had a very basic policy in place, and they were in much need of having um, a policy that would encompass more aspects surrounding diversity, equity, and inclusion. That particular employer was appreciative for that support, and they were also experiencing um, some extra challenges around the pandemic, which included sh being short-staffed. Yeah, I, I love it, Tony. The whole thing is fantastic to hear. You've created a model that's pretty cutting edge. It has created the only micro-credential at Southern New Hampshire University. It's very adaptable, 
I know it's very exciting. Um, it benefits employer partners. It benefits students. There's a huge cost savings uh, attached to it. You've not only targeted the health profession students, but also social science students. And can you talk about where it's what's what do we expect next? What's happening with Heart? Where is it going? Because this sounds like a wonderful model. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, the Heart model has progressed tremendously and it's hard to believe that it's only been four years, Stacy, but uh, that time has gone quickly and we're serving both undergraduate and graduate students uh, to develop their skills, help them with job placement and enhance their abilities to uh, expand in their careers. And as stated previously, students continue to express a need for these kinds of opportunities for those internship experiential learning type opportunities and in that online space and on heart we're excited about heart and how it's meeting that demand uh, the future goal for heart model is we've always intended for the model to reach students outside of our organization uh, to have more of that national international think tank, so to speak, uh, where you have students from other universities collaborating with, with each other uh, to help solve some of those most challenging um, issues facing our uh, healthcare leaders. The HEART model has been published in a peer-reviewed journal, and it has been presented nationally and internationally. Um, I could add that if anyone would like to learn more about heart, uh, we do can be reached at heart and it's how it sounds H E A R T at S N H U dot E D U. Um, Liz really appreciate the opportunity for, uh, Stacy and I to share the heart model, uh, with you today. Yes. It's been a pleasure. The pleasure is mine. So thank you for coming. Um, as we've learned here today, the award-winning Heart Model is a Southern New Hampshire University's first micro-credential and something very new and exciting. As Tony's talked about, it's it's going places. We're hoping to expand our horizons, reach new employer partners, reach new students. Um, and so thank you both for coming to talk with me today and sharing your story about this model. It's fantastic. Um, I look forward to hearing from both of you and also hearing good things about the Heart Model coming up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Southern New Hampshire University's Agents of Change, a social sciences podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us, and be on the lookout for more exciting episodes. Goodbye for now.